Welcome back to The Clickdown. I'm your host, Steve Beals. And on today's episode, we're going to discuss Backup and Restore and the Citrix Automated Configuration Tool. I'm being joined today by Yashu Aurora, a Senior Product Manager here at Citrix. Yashu, welcome to The Citrix Clickdown, and thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much, Steve. What a great way to start yes, Friday. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Raining here, so it's even better. So... Uh, so before we jump in and I start peppering you with questions, um, you know, can you give our listeners maybe a little background on yourself and you know what you actually do in your responsibilities here at Citrix on a daily basis? Sure, uh, Stephen. Thanks for the opportunity. Uh, so I joined Citrix uh, very recently, given uh, I've met enough people and worked with enough people who are a tenured for up to like ten to twenty-five years. So I joined Citrix uh, last year. Uh, in the month of June, uh, immediately after completing my MBA from Carnegie Mellon University's Stepper School of Business. Here at Citrix, I'm a senior product manager uh, in the CBAD DAS team. And in terms of ownership areas, I own the uh, current release track. I own a backup and restore an automated configuration tool, which we are going to be talking about today. And uh, now I also own um, app package delivery. And uh, policy sets or group awesome, policy. Awesome. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll yeah. have to do some other uh, episodes together on those ones as well. So yeah, yep. Yeah, congratulations on the MBA. Big 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 things there. So yeah, Thank yeah, you no so worries. Much. So so jumping in for our topic today, um, I, you know, I'm I'm certain that we have some listeners who may have never heard about backup and restore feature or the automated configuration tool mm-hmm. and really what they are. Um, so can, can you give us an overview of, of the functionality of Backup Restore and Automated Configuration Tool and you know, how on a daily basis they can help Citrix administrators? Sure. So uh, I would want to start out with Automated Configuration Tool because that came into existence first. So um, uh, users or customers can look at it as a migration tool. It started out being a migration tool that could be used to migrate configurations from CVAT to DAS for companies that were moving over to the cloud and, you know, uh, wanted to follow the cloud first policy. But uh, as we have pivoted as a company to support customers where they are, customers can now use automated configuration tool uh, for migrating uh, from on-prem to on-prem, on-prem to cloud, and cloud to back on-prem, which we would dive into uh, later in the podcast. Uh, but uh, where we are trying to get at with uh, the automated configuration tool is uh, you can use commandlets to basically arrive at any desired state uh, for your configuration. Uh, now, uh, a manifestation or uh, another like thing that we made with it was backup and restore. Uh, so backup and restore is like a UI-based uh, tool that we've built on top of ACT which basically serves as an insurance policy for customers. At the moment, we only have it in DAS, wherein customers can see a backup and restore node within their uh, managed DAS console. And what they can do with that node is they can backup configurations. And um, if there are any undesired changes that are made to these configurations by, let's say, an admin, or uh, for whatever other reason, they can then restore to a state that uh, they want to arrive at. So it could be an older state which had a certain number of policies, machine catalogs, delivery groups, etc. So they can basically use the restore functionality to granularly restore uh, all of these 
like logical okay. components. Uh, they also have the functionality to schedule backups. So uh, what admins can do is uh, schedule backups on a weekly or a monthly basis. So uh, as I mentioned, like uh, our developer, Mark, calls it uh, the insurance pro- uh, policy that we provide users. What we want to do with it is um, tech preview it again uh, early next month and then go GA with it uh, in DAS and eventually bring it to CWAM. Right. Well. Yeah, that that was one of my questions because you mentioned DAS, right? And was, you know, is that something that's going to yeah. be brought to on-prem customers? So that, that's good to know. And, you know, that only, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, especially in the last few years, a lot of our customers have seen that we've been very cloud focused and a lot of our features go into DAS mm-hmm. and, and, and going into DAS first, but they want those coming back to on-premises. So I think it's always good for for them to hear that yes, these are these are going to be coming to to those uh, to those versions. So that's that's great to hear. Yeah, soon enough we'll have it in uh, in uh, CWAD or on prem, and uh, we want it to be bigger and better yeah. there. So there are a lot of surprise nuggets that uh, we want to come out with awesome. as well, which possibly we'll record another episode awesome. for. That's great. Um, so so today, if I if I'm going to use the automated configuration tool, let's say to to back up my you know, on-premises, uh, you know, de- deployment. Um, what what are the version requirements? Like, is are there any minimum versions I must have in place in order to use that? You know, the automated configuration tool. So yes, that's a great question. Uh, for on-prem, uh, you would be able to use uh, ACT to uh, let's say ACT or automated configuration tool. Uh, to migrate or backup components starting 2305, uh, which is the version uh, that uh, brought in like uh, Web mm-hmm. Studio and also the orchestration APIs. So uh, we basically use uh, orchestration APIs within like ACT to uh, allow customers to migrate uh, to an on-prem um, co- like on-prem site or to back it up. So basically 2305 uh, is what they need. Okay the destination source to be if they are migrating and if they're back up, backing up and restoring, then it would again also have okay. to be 2305 okay. or beyond okay. that. And, you know, so, it, you know, there, there's the, the talk out there too, that it's recently been known that, you know, we can now migrate from the cloud to on-prem. Um, are there any prerequisites for those types of migrations? So for cloud to on-prem as well, uh, it would be that uh, on the cloud, uh, you could be on any uh, cloud release, but your on-prem site would have to be, the destination site would have to be 2305 okay. or uh, or a more latest uh, this thing. What I'd like to add there is uh, starting the upcoming LTSR, uh, we would have that functionality awesome. there as well. So we have a lot of our customers that uh, only consume like the mm-hmm. LTSR or the CUs for the LTSR. So starting the upcoming LTSR, we'd be able to that's migrate right. to an Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's a big thing for, you know, that release is coming yeah. soon, right? So I think, you know, those customers that are maybe on 1912 or 2203 or, you know, seeing, hey, yeah. I want to use this tool. Now, now they'll have that ability, which I think is great. Yeah. So, so, you know, as you're working with, you know, your customers and, and going through and working with them on ACT, have you come across and discovered any other use cases that, you know, might, you know, might help them and be, you know, where automated configuration can uh, be, you know, enhance them? 
Uh, yep, that uh, that's a good question. Uh, what um, we are doing discovery for, and uh, like there are two kinds of use cases. One use cases in which uh, customers are already asking us questions, and we tell them that oh, by the way, you can also achieve this using ACT. And the other kind of use cases wherein we've seen or like sensed a requirement. Uh, and we want to basically enhance the tool to serve those needs. So I'll uh, tap into the first one first, which is uh, recently a customer reached out to us saying that they wanted to purge a certain site, which means they wanted to uh, remove certain components, including like uh, policies and delivery groups, etc. So there are commands within ACT and we have like a, a command log of sorts, uh, which is like uh, an article. Uh, and there are multiple commands which can be used to, let's say, purge a site or clean up only certain components and, you know, certain uh, things that you do in a very easy manner. Uh, what customers also do is write their own scripts on top of okay. ACT uh, to do other things with it. Now, uh, coming on to uh, the use cases that we are doing discovery for or we've sensed the need for, uh, one thing that customers ask for is to generate a change log of sorts, which we already do. In ACT, but uh, we want to explore if there are better ways of doing it, wherein, um, you know, using that change log, we can support the DevOps pipeline for customers or show them how their dev TST and production site varies and then um, how basically we can assist it uh, in terms of like syncing all three of those sites. Uh, if the naming conventions or any other things are different in those sites. Uh, so that that is a use case that we are exploring. Uh, another use case that, uh, and in fact, like uh, I would want, if customers are listening to this, I would want them to reach out to me and uh, tell me that, you know, this is something that would help them, is uh, role-based controls. So at the moment, uh, anything that you can do with backup and restore and ACT is uh, driven on the basis of the fact that you need to be a full okay. admin for the site. What we uh, want to explore uh, is that will users gain value from uh, allowing uh, custom admins to only modify or uh, migrate certain policies and applications uh, or have governance over only Makes certain sense. things. Okay. So that is something that we want to explore in the future or we've sensed that uh, might be able to help users. No, that's that's good. I, I I like that idea. You know, and, and as we think about more about uh, you know the actual how the how the tools and everything work. You know, you mentioned earlier the ability on you know backup and restore within DAS to schedule backups. Um, and you know, with that, you know, are are customers able to retain backups? And if, and if so, like how many how many of those backups can be retained? All right. So by default, uh, customers are able to maintain 30 backups. Uh, like that is the uh, that is the criteria we've set at the okay. moment. Uh, at a later stage, we want to explore having uh, uh, having admins decide if they want to have more than 30 uh, backups as well. Uh, another thing uh, that uh, is of note here is that customers can also or admins can also pin backups. So let's say they want a backup to never be deleted or purged. They can pin that backup. Okay. So customers can pin up to five backups and those backups will not be deleted. 
So that is 30 backups that we are maintaining plus five uh, pinned backups. That's 35 backups in total. If customers do a backup or if the schedule generates a backup beyond these 35 backups, uh, we purge the one that was uh, like done the most historically, or if we go in chronological order, that was done most okay. in the past. Okay. And, and, and what about on like the, those backups and restores? I mean, if, if I want to restore from one of my pin backups mm-hmm. and maybe I realize, hey, that's, you know, there's issues in that and I need to now go back to maybe the most recent backup, something like that. It's easy enough mm-hmm. to do. It's just a matter of going through the restore process. And during that mm-hmm. time, are end users affected in any way? So we've done a very extensive performance testing wherein we haven't detected like uh, a lot of slowness, slowness in the site. Uh, but some of these sites are massive, mm-hmm. like some of our customers have uh, very extensive sites. And since there is processing involved, uh, like uh, even though we haven't detected it, I would say that it could be to slowness. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but uh, across like uh, the two um, the two client uh, or tenants that we've seen, like uh, which are pretty big. We haven't seen a lot of slowness, but yeah, like I would say that customers should be uh, scheduling backups for downtimes. So let's say if the weekend sees less number of customers, like less number of end users logging in, uh, then possibly uh, schedule a backup for the weekend. So that if at all there is a chance for slowness, it doesn't. Yeah, just maybe put it into your regularly, you know, scheduled change control processes and go from there. All right. Awesome. Um, so you were talking before about the, you know, the, the, our, our back and having, you know, administrators with the ability to maybe, you know, you know, save and back up certain things. What about, you know, from, from the point of not only on, you know, the backup restore, but even automated configuration, um, can granular changes be backed up from, and maybe from a test site to production? Like if we think about just HDX policies and, um, rather than the whole site, is that something that can be accomplished with? So uh, I'd like to break this question into two parts. One, what we can achieve with ACT and two, what we can do with backup and restore. Uh, Let me speak of backup and restore first. So backup will actually backup the whole site, which means I can't selectively backup a certain component. And this is by design because a lot of these components have dependencies and uh, resolving those dependencies or allowing customers to only selectively backup components may lead to issues. So backup can be looked at uh, as like a, a monolithic thing wherein the whole site yep. is backed up. But for restore, we allow them to restore granularly. So they can restore one component at a time. In fact, within restore, we also have the check mode, which basically does everything except actually backing up the site. So it gives the um, the admin a what if scenario. So what if I back up application groups or policies? Uh, would it go through correctly, or are there certain things that uh, I might want to change up in the site before running an actual restore? So uh, summarizing this is the backup is not granular, but we allow a granular, a, a granular okay, restore. And uh, for ACT, uh, so. Yes, you can also selectively migrate certain items using ACT. Uh, we support two separate commands, which is like we have a compare command and a merge command, which each sort of uh, hits at different parts of migrating selectively. 
uh, when migrating using ACT and uh, and customers can very easily find this information in, in some of our troubleshoot guides or reach out to me. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're like, I'm in a constant quest of improving uh, documentation enough so that users can basically uh, look this up and find out how to selectively migrate configurations across right, sites. Perfect. And so, and, and using the, the ACT tool, you know, um, you know, just thinking about that, because obviously back on Restore, we have, it's in DAS, we have a GUI, but on ACT, it's PowerShell based. You know, I've used the tool here and yeah. there. Um, when, you know, when, when I've backed up a site, how can I as an administrator verify that, you know, the backup has been completed successfully and I can, you know, is there mm-hmm. a way for me to actually look at the changes, you know, that were made if I go through um, you know, and do any sort of restore with that or anything? Like what, what where is, you know, you mentioned logs before. Are there, are there logs that I can go in and look after it's completed? Uh, yes. So when you run any kind of migration using ACT, it does generate a log. And uh, even for the um, command line that you would generate the or you would execute the command in, you'd get a success message and you would get a, a log. Uh, what is very, very exciting is that uh, earlier this log was only available in a text based format which we found was hard or like hard to Mm -hmm. read and uh, not as legible for customers. Lately uh, with 23, like uh, with our most recent uh, ACT version, we now have an HTML based log, uh, which very easily bubbles up the errors that have come across. We also have a fix up section, which tells you that, okay, if you've seen a certain error in the migration and it hasn't gone through successfully, uh, this is what you should do, or these are the changes that you should possibly make, and then read okay, great. or execute those great. commands. Uh, also, like it doesn't, uh, we've we've uh, enhanced the tool enough that it doesn't fail if a certain item fails, and at least some of the items are uh, uh, are migrated, and then it would sort of give you a message of uh, which items were successfully migrated and which weren't, and suggest fix ups awesome. for. Yeah, I, I remember some of the earlier versions of the tools where that that was an issue. You know, when we were we were testing yeah. it out and we were doing some things on 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 the content side, right? And some guys and running across that. So that's good to hear that that's you know been, been fixed in in the, in the recent releases. That's good to know. Um, what about any limitations for using automated configuration? You know, are we able to back up you know you know machine catalogs that are MCS or PBS based? Are there any hypervisors that maybe we can't you know have backed up um, if, if we're using that tool? Like, wh- what are the limitations, if any, for the tool? So at the moment, uh, we are not able to back up uh, MCS catalogs uh, for, uh, for on-prem as well as okay. the cloud. Uh, but that is something that's in the pipeline. And we're hoping to deliver uh, this year itself. Uh, because we've had multiple customers who've brought this up to us. In fact, uh, bigger customers who have massive sites uh, use mm-hmm. MCS extensively. And uh, we want to be able to both uh, uh, support migration using ACT as well as, uh, you know, backup and restore them in uh, irrespective of uh, DAS or CVAD. Uh, so that is the only limitation at the moment that comes to okay. mind. Okay. Okay. On, on that MCS, on the MCS piece, you know, without diving too deep, like, is it just a technical limitation that we're trying to overcome? Um, or, you know, because we're obviously able to back up a lot more with the tool, like, you know, without getting into the 
finer details. Is there anything there that you can expand on? Yep. So it is a technical uh, limitation that we are trying to overcome. So the APIs that we uh, consume uh, for running backup and restore or that we consume within ACT, uh, some of those APIs are not exposed at the moment. And once they're exposed, we can then consume them and uh, be able to basically uh, migrate the provisioning scheme, uh, which would then allow us to migrate uh, MCS-based machines as well. Um, so... As I mentioned, it's it's a yeah. work in progress. No, it's and great. I think I, we've I, seen a lot of progress in it, which I think is great. So, I mean, I like I said, yeah. I'm I'm excited for it because I again I've I've seen the tool from the time it was first introduced to where we are now. Um, so, you know, I'm excited to see you know how it how it keeps progressing. So, uh, you know, before we wrap anything up, is there anything else that you know you'd like to add? Uh, you know, you mentioned before, you know, people can you know customers can reach out to you. That's great. Um, you know, I can add your email to the uh, to the podcast description. So if they have any questions, they can contact you directly hmm. if that's okay. But uh, before we wrap, up, you know, before I wrap anything up, anything else that you want to add? Uh, so uh, I, I I think we've covered uh, most of the details that I wanted to cover. Uh, just wanted to uh, give a quick shout out to uh, the team, which is uh, Chris, Mark, and Vivek uh, that I work with. And I uh, just wanted to highlight again uh, the most re- uh, latest and greatest things that we've come out with. We now have an HTML-based log in ACT. ACT supports on-prem to on-prem migration starting 2305. So I would love for customers to try it out, get back to us, let us know uh, what is different, what could be better. And uh, backup and restore uh, will be switched back to a tech preview starting next month. So uh, I would want customers to reach out and uh, play with the tool. Uh, as much as I'm excited can. about that one. I worked with that one a lot. You know, some of the, some of the content yeah. we were working on last year was around that. So I'm excited to jump back into that myself. So uh, yeah, thank yeah. you. know, thank you so much for joining me today. I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of great things coming with these two tools. And, you know, I, I know I am, and I'm sure our customers are excited about it. Um, you know, like I said, I think, you know, there, there's a lot of value that can be added to, you know, Citrix deployments with these tools. So uh, if, mm-hmm. if, if you are interested in, you know, learning even more, if it's if you haven't really seen much about the automated configuration tool, uh, we do have a lot of uh, guides on TechZone, uh, multiple POC guides that can, you know, kind of run you through what, what you can do with that tool. Uh, so, you know, go in and take a look. And with that, you know, I'd like to, you know, thank everyone for taking the time to listen today. And as always, this has been the Clickdown. Down.